0: Barbara Campbell was credited with writing several hit songs from the 1960s despite having never actually existed. The pseudonym was adopted by three men in the music business. Lou Adler, a music executive, Herb Alpert, American jazz musician, and Sam Cooke, American singer-songwriter and civil rights activist. One Campbell-credited song was composed and written by Adler and Alpert, and it talked of how neither knowledge nor education could dictate feelings, but that love could make the world a wonderful place. Adler didn't particularly care for the piece, but Cook took a shine to the piece and constantly pestered Adler about it. Adler eventually gave in, and Cook revised some of the lyrics to focus the song more on school. The end result reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 2 on the Hot R&B Sides chart, as well as number 373 on the Rolling Stone magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. That's right, we're talking Sam Cook's Wonderful World on Cover Me.
1: Don't know much about history, don't know much biology, don't know much about the science book, don't know much about the French I took.
0: That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which one is wonderful. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my ill-educated co-host,
2: Alex Milton. Mi- Mildenberger,
0: <laughs> yeah, Alex Mildenberger. Um, that's a lie. You're not ill-educated. You have several degrees, or at least one, and a diploma. Two diplomas.
2: Um, I'm not sure what counts as a diploma versus a certificate, but I have at least so a degree.
0: You've de- you definitely got a degree. You've got a high school diploma, and then I think I forgot about that is- one your your farm pharmaceutical technician is that one a diploma I
2: think it's a certificate.
0: Mm, right cuz it's not I think 2 year programs get diplomas.
2: This is it's normally a 6 month program. I just took it over 2 years cuz it was during high school.
0: Okay, you've got a c- certificate. Yeah. I I've, I've got a certificate. I got as well. Certificates. it only took me 6 weeks baby.
2: Certificates on the wall.
0: Mm. mm. Do you actually have your certificate on the wall? No, I don't okay <laughs> when i got mine from Sate for bar mixology i accidentally ripped the envelope and so <laughs> the certificate just has a big fucking rip in it i think i threw it out
2: yeah well i just is it the one of the envelopes that are like do not tear because sometimes they say, say, say that on the envelope.
0: probably because <laughs> i don't know
2: you know diplomas whatever
0: i don't know i was a dipshit back then <laughs> speaking of being a dipshit uh, uh, <laughs> wonderful World, also brackets What a Wonderful World, by Sam Cooke, is a song entirely about being a dumbass.
2: Yeah, and it's not the other song, It's a Wonderful World.
0: Yeah, by uh, Louis Armstrong. Did he write that, Louis Armstrong, or did he just sing it? I don't know. Because we're not talking about that this week. No, we're uh, not. My first exposure to this song, Alex, was in the trailer for the, the film Inherent Vice. Really? Starring Joaquin Phoenix, yeah
2: interesting
0: i mean my first conscious exposure because i've seen animal house several times and right. it's apparently in that
2: right it's, oh, oh, i've never seen animal house though uh now one of the things i saw was that it was interpolated by informations by open mic eagle i thought maybe you would have heard that mm um but i don't know what that sounds like so i didn't look it up
0: well alex i i hey. actually haven't heard that so okay well
2: there you go so sorry what did you say it was in it a- trailer
0: for Inherent Vice Inherent the Vice Joaquin Phoenix movie where he's like a like a drug addled private eye and the movie's too long and it's like you you think you're in for some like fear and loathing shit and you kind of are but it's also just about boat laws in the end I think I feel like Inherent Vice is a is like an, uh, it's like, an ocean lawyer term Is
2: it like Inherent Miami Vice and it's actually just like s- crime but in Miami so there's water sometimes
0: that had been kind of cool, but no.
2: I'm looking at Reese Witherspoon's in it.
0: Yeah. Owen
2: oh, oh, Wilson. Josh Thanos s- himself s- is s- in s- this s- s- movie?
0: Yeah, somebody's named after uh, the mountain that's also a, 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 a drink, Shasta or something. That can't be <laughs> They're on Mount Shasta.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of... There's so many mountains. I don't even know why they took the time to name them all. There's so many of them?
0: how I got to look up the, the plot. No, there is a Shasta mountain. I might be right on this <laughs> and it's a soft drink. All right. There you go. So yeah, that's uh, what, what are you, when were you <coughs> first exposed to this song, Alex? I
2: was first exposed to this song shortly after you sent me this playlist and I listened oh, no shit. to the songs on it. Yeah. Um, I've never seen animal house. If I've ever heard this song, I don't remember hearing it. Um, I'm, i Unless I watched this, apparently, Levi's 501 commercial that it was yeah, in. Yeah, apparently that's another big thing. But, like, I wear 511s, so...
0: <laughs> like, I do, too. That's,
2: that's not my jeans, man. I th- Actually, I think I have 512s right now. That's Ooh, not important. Shit, Alex. It's not Why important. I wear like,
0: five thirteen, so, like, no big deal. <laughs> Just a little better, is all. <laughs> I've been looking into 514s. I, I've... <laughs> I've you know, I, I've I've got th- a guy I think I has got some five fifteen. I think I'm I might, I think this. I might need
2: something a little, a little, you know, you know, a little five fourteen. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I I have zero background with the song whatsoever.
0: Okay, that's fair. So, uh, tell me about it. Coming into it, what's it like, Alex? Um, it's
2: mostly just a guy talking about how he doesn't know a lot about various subjects. And the song spends a lot of time just on that, of like, hey, I don't know much about subject one, but I also don't know much about subject two. And you know, subject three, don't know much about it. It's kind of repetitive. <laughs>
0: Do you know subject four? Because I sure fucking don't.
2: <laughs> I learned a bit of subject five. Forgot it. Forgot all of it. <laughs> I used to know. Like, I feel like the song dwells on that side of it a lot.
0: It, yeah so I'm like the one thing I found in research and I did mention it in the intro is that the original like theme of it is the how uh, like neither knowledge nor education could dictate feelings but that love could make the world a wonderful place this sort of idea that you you can't control who you fall in love with is not a matter of how smart you or they are it's right something something more human more instinctual right mm-hmm. and then Sam Cook's like I love this can we make it about school. <laughs> Yeah, very I specifically like it, about school. And turns it into this kind of weird novelty love song instead of what what may have been. It may have been just as stupid. We don't know what the original lyrics look right, like, but right. it, like it, what this sort of like potentially profound idea was reduced to I don't know about school subjects. I really don't know anything, but I'm in love with you. Like, yeah, and then
2: There's also, well, I mean, we'll get into the lyrics specifically, but yeah, it really just seems to kind of dwell on one thing for a very long time, and it doesn't develop very much um, in terms of theming, and also musically, it doesn't change very much Mm -hmm. either. So it's, I mean, it's consistent, but I I don't know if that's a good thing necessarily.
0: Yeah, it seems to be very, and this is, it was recorded in uh, 1959, released in 1960. It's... Like, I feel like it's on that cusp of sort of changing in songwriting, where it's got... I think that's more of a 50s style of songwriting, where you take the one idea, and you fucking stretch it out to two minutes, and you're like, this is a song. And then people are like, we love this, because it's simple and easy to understand.
2: Right, and like, I, I'm not saying there weren't complex themes in songs, but I think there was probably less drive to put super complex themes in songs maybe it was just a little less like pretentious mm-hmm. um but i don't know man um
0: and that that said the piece is is catchy like it's very yeah it is pop music it
2: is it's easy to sing along to it's got a decent melody um but that's kind of really like the hook of like it's just easy Kind of to, mm-hmm. to follow and sing along to because you don't have to. I mean, half the lines are the same. Don't know much, don't know much, don't know much, don't know much, don't know much. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can remember the later half of those lines because they're punched up by the backup singers. That's true. They are. So you don't know the geography, don't know my trigonometry. You're like, oh yeah, I know these now because it's.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, we can rhyme them because they're all like science terms that end in like all ology or they're not even Mm -hmm. actually they do a decent job of that because it's like graphy, nometry. anyway there's lots of whys
0: yeah and then you know he does there's a good trick where he's like don't know much about the uh, science book the french i took where he changes up the rhyming scheme a little yeah hey that's that's something
2: that's something yeah um i guess yeah are we talking about the lyrics because we're kind of talking about the lyrics
0: yeah, I just want to uh, drop in a quote from Lou Adler. Sure, who, sure. Uh, it kind of touches on what you said earlier about the lightness of the song, It's it, it, which is he opens with. It was light. It wasn't, listen to this song. Sam always told me, you got to be talking to somebody. Even if the lyric was heavy, he, his approach to it wasn't that uh, intense. And that's definitely the case here. Uh, although, I mean,
2: something interesting about Sam Cooke looking him up, uh, mm. he was called like the king of soul. Like he's um influential. hmm Um in terms of the music he made. And I, I don't have a ton of background in soul music. So I don't know a lot about that. But I'd be curious to see. I mean pioneering contributions contribute to the rise of like he kind of influenced the market and like then other people also moved into that space so there was a lot of artists that seem to kind of owe or or part of their success to what he did.
0: Okay, he kind of like paved the way.
2: That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and he died very young. He was only 33 years old and he was killed, I believe.
0: Shit, well, that makes sense. Yeah. He's a civil rights activist.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I don't know too much about the story there. But anyway, uh, so yeah, died died young and apparently had a Pretty big influence on the uh, genre.
0: Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> the paragraph on Wikipedia says so. He contributed <coughs> to the rise of Aretha Franklin, Bobby Womack, Al Green, Curtis Mayfield, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, and Billy Preston, so, and popularized the likes of Otis Redding and James Brown.
2: Which I mean, those are some big names.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fucking huge.
2: So, and we're gonna talk about Otis Redding a little bit more later.
0: Hell yeah, we will.
2: So look forward to that.
0: But first, let's talk about the lyrics, Alex.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about the lyrics, which, as we said, are quite repetitive.
0: Yeah. So don't know much about history. Don't know much (laughs) biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took.
2: I like um, the genius annotation here. Because they say French is often considered a romantic language. Or, I, I mean, that's not what romance language means, but it is considered the language of love. Uh, that yeah. is true. So they're imply they're saying that this line implies he doesn't know much about love. So it's not about French, the subject. It's about the idea mm. of of romance, which he doesn't is... know how to kiss with tongue. Exactly, he doesn't know how to use the tongue properly. So that's interesting. But I don't, f- and it would be cool if it worked for every line. I don't think it does yeah it's just like a list of subjects basically and even Mm -hmm. like looking in verse two like if the last line of each verse or something made meant something additional uh, i just don't think there's that that many layers yeah i I couldn't get them out of this anyway
0: unless the the slide rule is about sliding it in
2: oh yeah (laughs) what's a slide rule for (laughs) don't worry about it
0: it's uh, yeah, it's uh yeah so that French I took line I mean you and I both took French in school like it was part of it was mandatory and then it was an option and I think we both took it for the couple of years it was an option We oui. we oui. but oui. yeah that's like that line hits for me because I'm like <laughs> I really don't know much about the French I took like yeah. it is a fucking blank
2: I did like 6 months of Duolingo and there were some things I remembered but mm-hmm. I couldn't like converse in French or listen to someone speak in French, um, and none of our stuff was that practical. Uh, we're getting, I'm getting a little off topic, but
0: no shit, dude. Duolingo I, taught me the other day how to say like "Yes, I am an apple" in Japanese, and I'm like, when in the <laughs> fuck am I gonna have to say that?
2: <laughs> you, you never know, man. Keep that on, keep that in the in the toolbox, because yeah, just you're in Japan. Case. Um, I, yeah, looking back, like, I probably could have not taken French and, like, made out a little better. Because, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about my regrets in the past right now. Sure. We got those to will, to come out, those there, will come though, out. Those will come out later. I know. I can't believe that that um, motivated me to take French for <laughs> two extra years.
1: <laughs> me too, dude. It's a, <laughs> it's a
2: restaurant, and it, like, wasn't that great. Like, it's fancy. I don't know. Yeah, it was it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, backstory, slight backstory, real quick, because, sure. you know, people listen to this. They don't necessarily know what we're talking about, right? People yeah. people listen to this, right? Th- um, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, not people in Canada, and certainly not people in Alberta, so yeah, if you want to explain more, this sweet. is probably a good it's place just, to do it.
2: In our French class in high school, uh, the uh, high school for us is grade seven, or junior high school, rather, is grade mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine, and... In grade nine. And that's
0: ages, uh, what is that? Like thir- that's 12 to- 11, 12,
2: 13, or 12, 13, 14. I think 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the grade nines get to go on a trip to, or a field trip to this restaurant. It's a French restaurant. You order in French and get, like, it's kind of fancy. Former prime minister of Canada, Jean Chrétien, was there when we were there, but I didn't see him. But everyone said he was there, so I believed them um so it's it's a slightly more it's a more upscale restaurant, I guess, but it wasn't worth <laughs> two extra years of French no uh, kidding, and it can't be
0: that upscale <laughs> if a a group of fucking junior high students can one afford to go there for a trip and two be allowed inside
2: yeah, so i uh, I don't know um, it seemed like like a good idea at the time, but oh, I yeah. probably should have just taken two more years of band.
0: Honestly. I should have taken any band. That's what I should have done. Should have played
2: the French horn for a couple more years. But that's uh, that's another story. Uh, Shit,
0: you know, it's something, right? Like, yeah. I probably would be able to read music or something by now. Yeah. Totally.
2: Um, it'd be great. Could've... Although, I also. I... I was talking about how much I love the saxophone. I don't know why I didn't play saxophone. Well, I wanted to mm-hmm. in grade seven. I wanted to, but everyone wants to. It's a saxophone.
0: Yeah, when it comes to music, my, my, and this is <laughs> maybe we're getting too deep into therapy. But like, I was never allowed to play the instruments I wanted to as a kid. I was like, I want to play guitar, and my parents were like, we have a piano. You can take piano lessons. And I was like, well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Both my siblings did band, and. Uh, they both played fucking clarinet. And I was like, okay. And then so my friend's like, well, if you do band, you're going to do clarinet. I'm like, I don't want to fuck. Nobody wants to fucking play clarinet. Like,
2: <laughs> Come play the French horn. That's the cool shit. You can play. Yeah, that's the good you shit. You can play brother. the, like, you know, in Star Wars. That's. I'm pretty sure that's solo French horn.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, French horn. Out. All right, all right. Back to the lyrics. Back to the lyrics.
0: Yeah, who knew that a song about schooling would bring up so much trauma? I, I know,
2: right? We're just, we're just. Uh, this is we're going to some dark places today. <laughs> we're going. Um, uh, that's so after don't opinion. know much
0: about the French I took. Yeah, we, we get to the chorus where he says, "But I do know that I love you, and I know that if you love me too." What a wonderful wonderful world this would be.
2: That's the song title. Um, Yeah, so that's the chorus, I guess. It's like a very short bit. It almost feels like a refrain because it's kind of on the end of each verse. Um, And it's short, but maybe Mm -hmm. not short enough. Um, Yeah, what I I get from that is like, I don't know a lot, but like, love, man. Love's obvious. It's just Mm -hmm. human nature.
0: That's some Forrest Gump shit. This just like I am a simple man, but I love you, Jedi. and you're like, all right, <laughs> you believe it because you're like you're in the moment.
2: Yeah, right on, Sam, and uh, it makes the world a better place. It brings happiness to everyone.
0: Yeah, what or, like or at if least you...
2: the whole world, the entire world?
0: Maybe yeah. What a wonderful world this would be if I if you also love me. Uh, that like I guess in the end it's just this simple idea is that. The world you see is based on <laughs> what happens to you, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, if just this one simple thing—finding out that somebody you love also loves you—is like, well, this is a is a great world where love happens.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I get that too, because uh, uh, you know, when people like you, think you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. um, or maybe not always but it depends ge- on the pe- generally people speaking who like
0: me and I'm like, Oh, I don't fucking like that. This person likes me, but, but yeah, generally approval. Yeah. yeah the idea of, <laughs> of,
2: of, of yeah. Gaining approval and people have been like, yeah, the person you are, I, I think that's a cool thing. Um, it, it, it makes the world seem like a little bit, a little bit of a better place. Um, cause you feel good about yourself. So yeah, it's a pretty simple idea. Pretty simple yeah, idea. And I guess simple. it's, it's universal, you know, people can relate to that. And that's, Obviously, it's a simple love song, right? So,
0: mm hmm. So, there you go. Very, really. So, I mean, that's really, that's like the the other. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, really not worth going through the other uh, yeah. verse. I mean, what is the Except other verse?
2: You, don't know much about geography this time. Don't know much about yeah. trigonometry. Don't know much about algebra. Like, it's just different subjects. Yeah. And then he and says, don't
0: know what a slide rule is for. I don't for. know
2: what a slide rule is for. Like, dude, I don't know how to use a slide rule because I was born in 1993. But I know what it's for. It's for mm. math things, like
0: it's it's used for making rapid calculations, especially multiplication and division. Yeah, I don't it's know. Marked with logarithmic scales, bro. Keith Pixton out here just annotating the shit out of this
2: song. Thanks, Keith. But also, I feel like uh, I'll just use my logarithmic scale tattoos on my arm. That's not true. That doesn't that doesn't exist.
0: No um But here's, I guess, the bridge is different. Now I don't claim to be an A student. That's true. I don't know why he would bring that up now. He's been talking about what a fucking moron like, he is. I don't know a bunch of
2: shit. I won't claim to be smart, but, but I'm trying, trying to be. be smart.
0: For maybe by being an A student, baby, I can win your love for me. There's <laughs> an idea that I can relate to: is doing shit unrelated to winning somebody's affection and being like, "This will do it."
2: What if they love me because of this? Like, what if I don't pay attention to them? Then though, <laughs> exactly, that like, well, that'll work.
0: What if I get really good at jumping? <laughs> Unless you're a child and don't you watch, know anything. You watch about that love.
2: that gif of the guy who like jumps on progressively higher things and eventually he's yeah, just like dude. jumping on shit that's taller than him and everyone's like whoa. And but like you're like if I could do
0: that, damn, I'd be exactly, drowning in pussy. See that? <laughs> be fucking getting love left, right, and center. Like, dude, it doesn't matter that I got a D on my algebra final. I don't give
2: I I don't need to be an A student. Uh yeah. I
0: just need to be a student who can jump high.
2: (laughs) We didn't talk about chorus two. I kinda like chorus two. Can we talk about chorus? Tell me about chorus two. Yeah. uh, One and one is two. One and one is two. And if this one could be with you, what a wonderful world this would be. Same thing. Same thing as the Mm -hmm. last chorus, really. But it's a fun, like, I don't know many things, but I know this one simple thing, and it's love. Like that I think is a better like metaphor thing where they actually like bring the the math part into it because they're yeah, talking capitalizes about school. on yeah. That schooling, yeah. As far as the like novelty of the song goes,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right that that is the best line in this song by far. Like,
2: <laughs> one and one is two, and we are one person and another person, so if we're together, like, yeah, you if c- this one could be with you. Wins.
0: Boom, he like, also yeah, says
2: this normal. one, which is like in Game of Thrones, that's how they always like anyone who's like speaks the language other than whatever their English. Language, what do they call it? I don't remember. The common tongue or something. Right. Anyone who doesn't speak it, they're like, this one thinks this. And like, instead mm. of I, like that's how it right. translates. Anyway, yeah. So this is, um, this is Game of Thrones song.
0: Classic Game of Thrones yeah. song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did the <laughs> A student bit. And, uh, the other, the only other, like, different thing is la ta 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 ta. History. Mm,
2: biology.
0: Yeah, so Whoa, he's da, 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 da. Science book. Mm. French, I took. French I took.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so then the rest of the song is like ad-libbing, but they keep the so- the line ends in with the backup games. Yeah, so that's,
0: that's fun. Yeah, it's a fun moment. It's yeah. a fun song. Simple. Maybe Very stupid. Simple. Maybe but, s- quite probably stupid. But, you know, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This really is a song that is more about the vocal performance than the instruments.
2: Yeah, that's really the focus. And you can barely hear the instruments. Like, is there a bass guitar in this song? There must be.
0: There is, yes. Yeah. So uh, the, the personnel consisted of Cook, guitarist Cliff White, oh, bassist I can hear the bass Al- now. A- Adolphus Alsbrook. That's the bassist. Um, the drummer was a teenager at the time named Ronnie Selico. And a quartet of singers that cook biographer Peter Growlnick believe may have been the Pilgrim Travelers, who consist of J.W. Alexander, Lou Rawls, and. (laughs) Oh, George McKern. Sorry, at a distance, the R and the N get together. (laughs) And it looks like George McCum. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. Nicknamed Oopy for some reason. That's funny because
2: that is called Kerning. The the like that is called the curtain. distance yeah, the between letters and a <laughs> <of> font. <laughs> letters, yeah. So
0: how about that? Uh, the coming as it were. <laughs> um, did I mention that there's a ten thousand dollar bounty on finding footage of Cook performing this? No. Yeah. Who's so giving? The, who's pre- paying out? Um, Alan Klein, who is the president of ABKCO Records.
2: Hmm. So if you have some footage of this dude, let him... Oh, actually, he's dead, out. though, so I
0: don't know who's going to pay out.
2: Oh, his... Uh, hmm.
0: He died on Independence Day in 2009.
2: Okay, well, let's hope his family... Or his, like, estate is uh, honoring that because... uh, Do
0: you think that's what, like, was on his mind when he passed? He's like, I
2: never got to see this footage of my favorite song (laughs) being played by my favorite artist. Yeah, I have no... He, like, he's a ghost now because of that. He's got to (laughs) find that footage.
0: (laughs) Just haunting the earth being, like, the wonderful world footage. (laughs)
2: Just, like, reciting the song to anybody. That's his, like, ghost form. He's like, I don't know much about history... Oh, oh, oh shit! Sorry, I'm I'm hitting red. I gotta
0: turn myself down a bit. That's all right. Yeah. I've I've been going a bit loud, a bit, oh. a bit hot. Okay, I um, had to crank so, my levels way down because yeah. The so the so, so the instrumental tracks on this is it's a smooth guitar being like boom, doo-doo, 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 boom yeah. Boom, the guitar
2: is neat. Doo-doo. It's almost it's almost like it's I don't know if it's finger-picked or what, but it's like kind of like smooth, like you said, like it's mm-hmm. almost harp like. Yeah, like the way they played that guitar, because it's kind of doing some pickings, like boom, yeah. it Seems to be like a
0: like a full strum with like picking around it after. Yeah, but
2: like slow strum. It sounds mm-hmm. sl- like instead, like you can hear each string.
0: Yeah, like the way you would hear like a harp <laughs> kind of strum, like yeah, Where exactly. Where you kind of hear each individual note, but it's still like connected. So that's
2: kind of a neat playing style. And other than that, like, pretty simple, like, like, rhythm. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing, it's, like, it's from 1960. So, like, the drums are very, like, light. Like, you don't get a lot of that, like, heavy bass drum or anything like that. Because it's, you know, far enough in the past that the technology wasn't great. But you really, like, it's very, like, much more, like, snare focused. Because I don't think you could get much out of the bass drum at the time.
0: That's, yeah, that's what I noticed as well. Yeah. He does, like, a sort of, like, dun, dun, Like, he'll kind of do little triplets on the drum occasionally, but you're right, it's this very light, like, snare exclusive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's it built in such a way that the instruments never overtake the vocals at all.
2: No, not even, and, and they don't really change up that much. Like, a little bit on the, like, there's a little guitar transition to and from the bridge. Mm-hmm. And the bridge is really, like, the different section. And it's not that much different. Like, But yeah. th- in terms of, like, the structure and, like, breaking up the-, the sound, like, it's that. And I think maybe there's a bit more guitar picking on the bridge, but it's hardly noticeable.
0: Yeah, it's barely a thing.
2: Yeah, like, I'm not even convinced it is at all. Like, m- and also maybe the instruments are mixed a little louder closer to the end maybe but like again it's very and like i'm listening to it over and over again i'm like "Eh, i don't know it's hard to tell for me it's like it seems like it might be different but also not really (laughs) so it's it's very like consistent throughout and then, like, mm-hmm. the really, like, higher energy bit is, like, the end where he's doing all this ad-libbing and doing, he's like, da hey, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah. ya biology. Brian's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so those backup singers come in on the end of, like, every line. Yeah. Don't know much about history. <um-'m- and they also come in on the, like, the chorus title lines. <mumbles> what a wonderful world
2: this would be. Yeah, you gotta punch that up. That's the song title. -hmm. People wouldn't know what it was called,
0: and beyond that, like it's uh, this song doesn't fade out. It's like nineteen. It's just like boom, 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 and then it's over.
2: Yeah, they like resolve and then cut. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, it's a short, pretty short, simple song. It's just over two minutes long. So
0: yeah, two minutes long, and not a single punk rock version of this today. Come on, people.
2: Yeah, you'd think that talking about school, like, like love over knowledge. And, like, specifically talking about school would be such a pop-punk thing to sing about. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, we're not talking about any. I assume you didn't hear any. and
0: I don't know. No, I didn't. I yeah. heard today I heard a Japanese version of it. Really? Though, song. Yeah. Translated
2: um, I, or just um, by a Japanese band? They do band? the
0: first verse um, in English, and then they do, uh, like, a mix, I think, of Japanese and English, and then hmm. go straight to Japanese. They kind of, like, morph it over time. Cool. That's by the Ulfuls, I want to say. Like U-L-F-U-L-S. Yes, that's them. That was released in 1993. I only saw that during my research or else I would have added it, but that's, that's a shout out to them. Check them out on YouTube. Word. Uh, with that, Alex, should we jump to our covers? Yeah, let's talk about some covers, man. Should we have a name for this segment? I feel like in 2020, we got to be about... Oh, segments. Um, crisp segments.
2: So, like, we got, like, intro, yeah. obviously. You got your introduction. And then we've got... Um, back or I guess the intro is background. Um, we've got random banter. That's part of any section, though. Um,
0: yeah, that's part of any <laughs> section. But, you know, in, the, in that just, like, fighting our feet as to how to have a conversation. Again. Right, that's- right.
2: <laughs> we've got um, the lyrics. We've yeah. got the instruments, mm-hmm. and then we've got the cover versions.
0: Okay. Yeah, should this be called, like, the, the... Let's let's go cover to cover. And then it's... Mm. And
2: then <laughs> you, you That's the music. Little, yeah, you we do, do a little sting on your soundboard. You know? And then, like, just, boom, the Supreme. Don't
1: know much about history. Don't know much.
2: about the Don't know much about the French... So this is 1965. This is the Supremes version. Uh, we talked about the Supremes before. They're fairly well-known as far as um, vocal groups from the 1960s go. Um, mm-hmm. this they is, were a big part of Motown. Yeah, this is Diana Ross uh, and all the other Supremes. <laughs>
0: and the gang.
2: And the gang. She eventually left the Supremes they kept going, but she and she was Diana Ross and they were the Supremes. There were Diana Ross Man. and the Supremes for a while. Okay, she's a sting she's in the police. Action. She's the biggest deal of all the Supremes. I mean, I think there's a movie about that that power okay. struggle. Are the Supremes
0: know. like Destiny's Child before Destiny's Child?
2: Probably similar idea, in that okay. like one person kind of broke out,
0: right. Which anyway, I'm sure just kind of happens. Yeah. but like it makes <laughs> she's groups. like the
2: lead singer mm-hmm. of a of a of three people who only sing. So yeah, like, of <laughs> course, she's the most popular
0: one, right? I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I wasn't sense. there. Oh, I will say, coming into this song, I wasn't crazy about the backup singers. Well, there you go. I mean, they sing fine, like they're in tune and all that shit. But and I I think this version in general is more is like too subdued.
2: Yeah, this was very much the time of, like, let's pump out as many covers of popular songs as we can.
0: Yeah, this is a record label cover where you're <laughs> like, we need this song on our label yeah. so people will buy it.
2: Although, that said, this particular album was remembering Sam Cooke because he had just died. Okay. Um, Because he died very young. So it's all Sam Cooke songs. So maybe it's a little different. But I think it was also probably, like, made pretty quickly. I don't know. Um, right. I probably shouldn't make those kinds of accusations.
0: I would. I, I would know. argue that probably. I would say maybe the Supremes are coming at this from a genuine angle. I don't know. Motown Records is pretty respectable, wasn't it?
2: Uh. I'm not gonna make that claim without looking into it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's, <laughs> maybe we'll just retract that. Yeah.
2: Let's uh. Let's do a little more research uh, before we talk about that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we talked about them for their cover of You Really Got a Hold On Me, which was also a cover
0: album of the Beatles songs. Mm. Um, so oh, fuck these guys. They just do cover albums of everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, they seem to like do a ton you of these. You
0: remember Sam Cooke in 1965? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so their version of this song, they kind of do a different introduction. Like the backup sings, they're like, la, 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 la. And then there's a little mm-hmm. like, kind of chimey sound.
0: Yeah. Um, And then like it goes into the regular song.
2: Pretty much, yeah. There's like piano now, though.
0: Yeah. It it took me forever to realize there's piano in it, but yes, there is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's uh I would say the instruments are mixed, like louder than the vocals on this. Yeah,
2: there's definitely a lot a lot more instruments in this mix. Uh, compared to the original which as we said was very focused on the vocals and that uh, i don't know it's not like a super dancey song and they really keep it subdued in terms of like the actual things that are being played but Mm -hmm. now the the instruments are turned up so they're more noticeable but they're not more interesting
0: yeah they do this doom 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 that's like their big thing is it's like the the start it could be the start of a surf rock like riff. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And so yeah. it kind of throws me off.
2: Yeah, and like the guitar does this like strum on the two and the four, like this is some kind of proto reggae. Like Right. Um, but it's not very reggae other than that. No. Um and yeah, there the vocals, like very much Diana Ross is singing. I'm like ninety percent sure it's Diana Ross. Um and the uh, other two are doing backup vocals on the ends of lines. It's the same setup, really.
0: It really is. And um, uh, yeah, uh, they say algebra in a way that it sounds like algebra. Algebra. It's just me complaining. <laughs> and then in, in it's really noticeable in the. Uh and like the I think it's in the A student section. No, it's in when she does the, the la ta 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 section.
2: Right when she when Diana Ross is um like doing improv and the other two are still singing.
0: hmm And then they say they just say like rule is four.
2: Rule is four. <laughs> yeah, they just do the backups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know, you could have chose a different line than rule is for. because it's completely not that one only really works when you have the line setting it up. Did they They must do it in the
2: original, too. I don't remember. Do they? Oh, maybe not. No, because they do a different verse for that. Yeah, they picked a different yeah. verse to switch it up, but then they do the, like, rule is four.
0: Yeah, instead of, instead it like, make science make book French I took.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, Supreme's version is a little uneven. Uh, yeah,
0: and I feel like it lacks the, the, the vocal punch that, like, uh, Sam Cooke's version Yeah, it's has. very,
2: like, soft, gentle vocals. And I'm, like, trying mm-hmm. to think of other things they switched up. Really, it's their intro, and with the la-la-las, and then they yeah. do that again on the bridge. Like, when she's singing mm-hmm. I Don't Claim to Be an A Student bit, they are doing, like, la-la-la-la-la.
0: La-la-la-la. That's right, yeah.
2: Like, in the background, so... That's really That's their thing That's the thing they did
0: Yeah This is it Should we move to To the distant year of 1965 again Yeah (laughs) Let's jump forward in time
1: I don't know much about My history Don't know much about
2: All right, so this is Otis Redding. Uh, I forgot to look him up specifically, but he's Otis Redding. He does a lot of- Did
0: you know he's actually Otis Ray Redding Jr.? Ooh, who's senior? His dad.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, I did not know that. There's so many like juniors from history. I mean, technically, you're a junior.
0: I am technically. So, Ugh.
2: Yeah, what, weird to think about, right?
0: It's like a, it is weird to think pro- about. It's probably
2: nice no one ever called you Junior, Jr.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, my my grandpa, <laughs> at one point, w- wanted to call me DJ, uh, on account of my f- my first and middle name. Um, that's... And, and what, what may be the only good thing my father ever did, he was like, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that particular nickname fits you. But here we are talking into but microphones. Imagine so. if we
0: called me that, and then I was instead running like an EDM podcast.
2: You'd be like, DJ Chrissy.
1: DJ but I mean,
2: that's also like Donald Trump's initials, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to get a name change. <laughs> it's in the works. <laughs> i to scrounge up the money. I'm going to call myself Butt Crescent. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt. BCJ.
2: Classic initials. <laughs> Butt Crescent.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Please oh. call me Buttcrest. No. But hey, Butt. You, you can say call the me full butt. thing.
2: Butt. Uh, <laughs> butt is for close friends only. That's right. Um. So Otis Redding put horns in this song.
0: Yes, a good move. We can all agree.
2: Yeah. It starts. The horns are playing the <laughs> like main melody, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. And then. He comes in. He's, his voice is a lot gruffer, like, rougher than Sam Cooks. Um, yeah,
0: I was going to say, he, uh, on his Wikipedia page, it, con- it says he's considered one of the greatest singers in American pop history. But he also has this rough quality. I wonder if his, like, his quality is similar to Bruce Springsteen, where he's this kind of, like, almost blue-collar singer, yeah. like, done to the professional degree.
2: Yeah, I'd be curious. Because um, I haven't listened to much. I, like, know one or two other Otis Redding songs.
0: You know Respect, though. You, don't, you oh, might not right. know it by I forgot. Otis Redding. Yeah, yeah, I don't
2: know the Otis Redding version. Uh, he did Hard to Handle, I believe that was his song, which was covered oh, really? by uh, the Black Crows, which is the version I know, really.
0: That is the version I know. I uh, used to get a lot of radio play that version.
2: Yeah, yeah. So... I know a couple Otis Redding songs, but like I've never thought of him as like a a a really particularly strong vocalist. But I'll have to think about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> if you look at this cover in particular, he really like he really performs this one with his voice. He chews up words, and he like he changes like it's it's a very dynamic vocal That's performance. True. He's
2: like he's really kicking it in this perform. Like yeah, dude. Like he's putting a fair amount of. Of like, I-, I was looking for something to say other than energy, but I'm gonna say energy. Like into into the lines.
0: Yeah, and I swear to God, he ad-libs <laughs> after almost every line he says, and yes. also sometimes during them.
2: Yeah, he's it's a lot of like words. Yeah, um, and a lot of the the background is th- uh, taken care of by the horns. Mm-hmm. Like not so much during the the verses, but they kind of play after lines. Often
0: yeah so they they almost serve the role of the backup vocals,
2: yeah, exactly, um until on the last line of every verse or on the last line of the choruses, he just like double tracks, I think his own vocals, yeah, maybe so there's a back the song harmony, there, but there is a harmony on those parts, mm-hmm, um, and he plays a couple bridges too, yeah, uh, so like the horns really do these like swells during the. During the Bridges. Um, and then there's one other thing. Right. It's a different drum pattern. Oh, I know what this is. Mm. During, he does the line. He says like, if I have to be a an nice, and then the drum goes, like it just changed up for a couple seconds. Mm. And yeah, no, he goes from just like, du-du-du-du. it's just like a little fill, but it kind of does it, I think, in both. So it's just like. Right. like. Du-du-du-du, goes right back into the
0: right yeah you get that just just a small <coughs> fill and that's uh yeah it's more than can be said for the bass in this one the bass is legitimately just like two notes
2: Boom,
0: like there might be a third note to transition between those two but that's like it
2: <laughs> yeah and uh he does like a ton of improvisation at the end like you said he's he's doing little like vocal noodling around a lot in the early part Mm -hmm. and then it gets to the end of the song when is like the the ad-libbing part and he just like goes
0: wild so yeah the horns always come with him on that yeah they they, like they they really back him up in a fantastic way
2: yeah, so I think this is a pretty strong version. Uh he does a pretty good job with making it like very interesting. Taking like what is a pretty soft, simple song and just like punching it up a bit and adding some uh a little bit maybe more interesting um instrumentation with the horns.
0: Yeah, and those horns really give it da- a groove.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a little more, yeah, it's more groovy. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: And he says just one small lyrical change, but he says I, I don't know much about my history. That might be deep. I, 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 that might be deep. That might just be like I feel like that's just how they talked about. Ah, this guy knows his, you know, like mathematics and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, just ref- like he really you know.
2: knows his t- times tables. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you know, I know my my p's and q's or whatever the fuck, like. <laughs>
2: Mind them, too. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. So it's pretty minor.
0: Yeah, pretty minor. I just wanted to point it out. Um, um, should we move on to uh, <laughs> Art Garfunkel, 1978?
1: Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about science. Bit. Don't know much.
2: So... This is Art Garfunkel. Apparently, he's considered one of the, the best pop singers of all time. Like Art Garfunkelist? To- top 100, anyway, or something really? like that. Um, in, I think Paul Simon must be higher on that list. He, right? he must be, right? Um, I, don't, I, again, never really thought of Art Garfunkel as a particularly good singer. Not that I thought of him as a bad singer, but like yeah, in terms of not, like skill and like deafness and tone like he doesn't stand out to me but he's also like even in Simon and Garfunkel kind of in the background
0: yeah and I don't even think he sings lead at the very least on this song it's uh James Taylor and Paul Simon yeah
2: take a lot of this and there's like a bit like it's very much the three of them because they all kind Mm -hmm. of have parts but it's not like in particular a an Art Garfunkel vocal piece
0: yeah. Um so so I have to assume that like Art's role on this was more like the composition, right?
2: Like Yeah, like the arrangement probably like it's his mm-hmm. idea and it's like, "Now, this part we're going to do, you know, these three uh we're going to do a harmony and then you're going to sing this verse whatever." I I have to imagine he was like a mastermind of some sort. Yeah. Um and also there's a f- an extra verse in this version.
0: Yeah, and it's still credited to uh Sam Cooke and the gang.
2: And I don't know who wrote that verse, but
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's credited to them, so maybe it was again we're talking nineteen sixties pop that if you added that extra version you're over the two and a half minute right. mark probably. Yeah, it could
2: be in a demo somewhere that he like found in a storage, like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. sure somebody knows, but I don't know.
0: And I kind of like this one. It's uh don't know much about the middle ages. Looked at the pictures then I turned the pages, which I think is a funny line. I do like that line. Yeah. And then you got don't know much uh, uh don't know <laughs> nothing about no rise and fall. Don't know nothing about nothing at all. Girl, it's you that I've been thinking of and if I could only win your love, oh girl, what a wonderful wonderful world this would be. And that repeats.
2: Yeah. Um it's interesting. It it feels different stylistically from the other verses because it gets a little bit more, like, specific about things he doesn't know.
0: Yeah, it, like, <laughs> like delves into why he doesn't know if things. The rise and
2: fall. I'm assuming he's talking about Rome.
0: I don't know. Like, it rise and fall.
2: Uh... What's that? Rome? Nah, don't know what you're talking about. Nah. But, uh, I don't know. Uh,
0: it, it is, yeah, interestingly, it, we already know he doesn't know much about history. Yeah,
2: but he knows, like, <laughs> some specific things. Like, I don't know why Rome fell, but right. I know that it or did. Rose. Like. Uh, wolves maybe Uh,
0: who the fuck knows Um, yeah you're right though like it fits in nice and it's uh, I don't know it's a fun verse it does
2: feel like someone different wrote it but (laughs) Mm -hmm. the original was a team of three so maybe that's why it was cut or something so yeah Um, it's
0: it's hard to to attribute to any one entity to begin with
2: yeah so this is a much softer version
0: um, super soft
2: it's just them being like a what wonderful wonderful and like it comes in with the three of them um james taylor paul simon Arf- garfunkel just doing like harmonies on they do their beginning they say what a wonderful wonderful world it would be and like other times they'll say wonderful many times in a row like that's really their thing here
0: yeah it's very like uh I don't, I don't even know. It's just like, yeah, like this soft, like easy listening, like fucking Art Garfunkel shit.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Like it's a bit Simon and Garfunkel. Obviously, they're both here. So yeah. like, really, it's kind of a Simon and Garfunkel song. Kind of. It's um, like,
0: like I, I've described the guitar as being like wispy. It's like right there in the back. It's just kind of like, bing, ding ding.
2: Yeah, and it's like kind of echoey and soft, filtered out.
0: Mm-hmm, um, there's like this gentle synth that comes in. Yeah, you and can put your baby to sleep with this.
2: Yeah, this is the lullaby version. Trying to encourage it to learn somehow. <laughs> p a student, young baby. Um, baby.
0: Or you too might record a hit song.
2: Yeah, and it's just like various combinations. Like I'm pretty sure the first verse doesn't have Paul Simon singing like harmonizing but he does like a backup thing yeah Uh, and then he takes lead on the second verse Mm -hmm. and then they kind of all sing the choruses which makes sense Um, in terms of like harmonies vocal harmonies this is this is the most complex we're going to talk about Uh, yeah Um, for sure in terms of yeah, just like the different things that are going on. I was surprised the Supremes didn't do a little more with that, but, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's hard to do on a more upbeat version. I don't know.
0: You know, the Supremes are just trying to cash in on the death of their friend. <gasps> yeah, Supremes. It's fucking pieces of shit.
2: <laughs> Diana Ross.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. and more like uh, Diana
0: crossed the line by making this Money Grab <laughs> cover album.
2: Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> we remember. We remember. Who remembers?
0: Who remembers? We remember. Um, it's like I feel like this version is overwrought, though, for what this song is. A, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm because it, it's so slow. I'm just trying to think of like how long is it? It's only three thirty, which is the same length as Otis Redding, but very different feeling. Uh, yeah, much more like easy listening. And then their thing, like I said, their thing is saying wonderful, wonderful, wonderful world a lot, and they just do that a lot at the end.
0: hmm That's, like, the last, uh, like, at least 30 seconds of it.
2: Yeah, and it's just kind of, like, that soft guitar. So, like, it sounds nice, definitely. Um, it's a decent version, but it's a little less uh, maybe interesting. Yeah. Although it has uh, that actually ex- has that extra verse, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's it. Introduces the extra verse, which I think we only see one more time. But
2: um, possibly twice. I'd have to double check.
0: Okay. But yeah, it's like ugh, I'm not I'm not gonna come back to this version. It's too. I feel like it's too much for the what the base material is. But yeah. like it is expertly done, I guess, in what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean this late 70s so simon and garfunkel have quite a bit of experience at this point in time so Mm -hmm. you know they're veterans yeah yeah so it's so it's pretty sounding
0: it's pretty um we're gonna take a take a hard left in terms of uh sound with the next song which is gloria Gaynor in 1986
2: of i will survive fame um don't look up gloria Gaynor albums on spotify it is a bottomless pit of so many things and like doesn't even have like the actual albums i looked up what album this was on Mm -hmm. and uh it's like not even on spotify but most of the track listing of the album that it is on on spotify which is called suddenly Mm -hmm. are it's the same songs so I don't know what's going on there. Okay. I'm sure it's a rights issue. But the original was called The Power or mm. The Power of Gloria Gaynor. Mm. Um it got a zero stars from all music. According to this according to uh Wikipedia, which I didn't Shit, think it was that nice. bad.
0: I don't think it was that bad. Like
2: uh I I don't know, man.
0: Like it was it was decent. It was fine. Like um I've just found her cover album on uh on Spotify. <laughs> um called Cover Tracks in 2001. Hmm. She well, she this does a cover is, of Every Breath You Take. This is yeah, which is on this as well. There's Eye yeah. of the
2: Tiger, Every Breath You Take, um Everybody Wants to Rule the
0: World. To rule the world? Yeah. Um I want to know what love is.
2: Yeah, so it's like I mean that's not on this one, I don't think. But anyway, like I don't okay. know, there's something weird going on with Gloria Gaynor. The power the of love. Yeah, and it, oh, it's man. the power of love. Like it is, it is Huey Lewis on the news. It's not another it's... song called "The Power of Love."
0: Fuck yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, so let's see.
2: Yeah, this is like much more like poppy and and like danceable, kind of funky. I guess yeah, this, is, got, like, this is, like, R&B is what she known for. Uh, I what think she's genre? known for disco-era disco, hits.
0: Dis- I would call this R R disco. R&B
2: and dance.
0: Yeah, I would say that this falls right between those two, yeah. R&B and dance.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, she's really known for I Will Survive. Yeah. Um. This um, is after that.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like a, uh, it starts with the, this like, what a wonderful, wonderful world this would be. Like harmonized, it's very. Which is kind of it, like,
2: the Art Garfunkel version. That's what they Yeah, do. It's, just, it's just a lot faster. Um, mm-hmm. And funkier, the bass is way cooler.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: It's got like slapping the bass and all that.
0: Yeah, it's these big meaty <laughs> slaps and then sometimes between lines it does these kind of groovy runs.
2: Yeah, and also, right at the end of that, like, introduction, they've got this synthesizer, and it does this, like, but it sounds a lot like um the, like, from I Want to Dance with Somebody. Uh, That's like, it. I want to dance with somebody. It sounds like somebody yeah. who loves me. It sounds like that.
0: <laughs> yep, you are 100% right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, that very 80s pop synth.
2: Oh, yeah, it's so, like, like synth, but synth that sounds like a synth.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. And we get a uh, muted guitar plucking, which is—I uh, want to say that's like an '80s pop thing, but I could be wrong.
2: I don't know. I think it's almost more of a funk thing. Mm,
0: maybe, but I'm like, sure. this specifically reminds me of <coughs> a song, but I can't peg down which it you can't, is. Can't like
2: put your finger on what song it is.
0: No. Yeah, I don't know. Only just that
2: one part reminded me of I Want to Dance with Somebody.
0: Yeah, the the progression of it on the guitar is similar to Every Breath You Take, weirdly enough. Which is
2: also on this album. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's, it's very different stylistically. So really, this is like the pop, dance pop version. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know enough about R&B to know if there are R&B elements, but I'm sure they're there. Yeah. They gotta be, right?
0: Maybe that's just her vocals is the R&B element. I don't know. Cuz honestly this makes me think of Tiffany.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's mid-80s pop like really. Yeah. Um let's see. Is there anything else she does? I was really expecting like the bridge to do to be, be bigger. Mm. Um I'm going to see if I can find it.
0: I think that's around the 2 minute mark.
2: Yeah, it's like the guitars kinda does these like runs where they go like, like I was expecting more. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I feel like well it's her her vocals need to kick up a notch there if it's gonna be bigger.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it it was like
0: it's decent. Yeah. I, I would say and it's she more than zero stars, but after the bridge. Because right after the bridge, she goes, I don't know much about geography. Yeah, and then, like, that's, that's, that's a, it.
2: Her big lead into the next verse, which doesn't really go anywhere either. hmm So, yeah. it's If you want one to like dance to, this is probably the one. Like If you really yeah, need if, something to like mash up or remix or something, this is probably a good starting point. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's that strong overall
0: yeah it's <laughs> fine like it's fine i wasn't mad at this version yeah it I'd, does all right for what it is decent.
2: It, it gives us a different sound from the other ones which is cool mm-hmm. but uh yeah
1: uh b minus yeah. b minus c i'll agree to that
0: maybe a c. maybe c plus maybe maybe Let's, let's talk about Terrence Trent Darby in 1987. Yeah.
1: Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about science books.
2: Don't Terrence Trent Darby, um, who is now known as Sananda Francesco Maitreya.
0: Yeah, hell of a name. I think that's his birth name. Terrence Trent Darby was his stage name, and then he's abandoned that. His
2: birth name is actually Terrence Trent Howard. Really? He just changed his name. He said Terrence Trent Darby was done, and I'm doing a new thing now. Oh, that's fucking cool. (laughs) I actually, well, yeah, no, it's just a name change. And maybe stylistic, I don't know. Maybe. Which, cool, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, right on, good for you. He's an American singer-songwriter from New York. Um. This one brings back the Middle Ages uh, verse. Yes. Um, um. In terms of vocal performance, I'd <laughs> say he's like a like a slow, soft version of what Otis Redding does, kind of.
2: Yeah, this guy puts a lot into the vocals, and he's like really, mm-hmm. really pushing it, and really going, and like, Don't, that's bad hit, like it's, there's a lot in there. And yeah,
0: he hits a lot of hard and soft notes, and it's a... Uh, the uh like it's acoustic cover. We get guitars. <coughs> there might yeah. be a bass on this, or it might just be the guitar doing the rhythm, <laughs> right? But uh, it's even the guitar playing on this is more intricate than your standard like like guitar cover, right?
2: It's mostly like slow picking. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like something like doo doo like rhythm um not rhythms but riffs.
0: Yeah, and uh, he uh this one's uh, these are like. It's a. I feel like he does a great vocal performance. Absolutely. Uh, synth comes in at the one minute and fifty-one second mark with the Middle Ages verse. Verse. Right. And I, I think that adds a little something to it that, that you know helps to keep it interesting because this one is just about four minutes long.
2: Yeah, it's quite long. Um, I but I think like the vocals are strong enough to like, hold, hold carry it for that long. Like I Absolutely, thought. I thought he did a really good job of singing it.
0: Yeah, I think he kicks ass with the vocal performance on this. I mean, comparing it to the other slow version we've talked about so far with Art Garfunkel, I think this is way better. Yeah, and it uses that
2: extra verse, so it doesn't even have that up on it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like,
2: right at 245, he does this, like, extended, like, ho, baby. Good shit
0: yeah i just got to that part
2: in the song um, oh yeah there's also something weird in this song and i don't really know so on it, are you talking about the outro bit
0: where he starts like ad-libbing no
2: i'm talking about okay. at the very beginning uh, like right around 35 seconds i feel like it is the song is slightly panned to the left and then right at 35 seconds you hear this little crackle and then it's evened out
0: okay let me see for this
2: yeah let's give it a couple seconds
0: yeah that's consistent you're right at the 35 second very
2: strange and i don't know why you do that because it's very subtle but it's also like like there's a crackle so i feel like it was a mistake
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that seems to be
2: like a recording error but like you don't even notice that it's a little bit left until it becomes louder in the right very yeah very odd but it's kind of odd yeah. The, so the, so other, yeah.
0: the odd thing I was talking about right. is near the end. He starts. He starts saying weird shit. Just like ad libbing. Yeah, he says something about <laughs> wedding sheets for you, baby. I think. And then he says he call. I uh, says call out your name when you're not around. And then I think he says releasing you. Just yeah, just like in the background as his like ad
2: lives. I'm trying to find it. I think I'm too far ahead.
0: Uh. So like, like three twenty two might be it. Okay, wonder no wonderful it will be that one's standard.
2: Yep, yeah, that's normal.
0: Wedding sheets for you, baby, at three thirty.
2: Yeah, it's like I- I'm sure it says something about this artist, and we don't know much about this artist. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Wedding sheets for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's odd ad libbing. It's it's, just, it's like non standard because the I other ones understand. are like saying things again that came up before like lines yeah or just being like or just like standard like oh yeah baby yeah gonna learn learn some things for you like like related to the song where this is just like talking about wedding sheets okay
0: yeah there's a (laughs) this is making me think of a different. do you know the song whole wide world by uh, i believe it's reckless eric no i do not Okay, so in that song he talks about, it's about how his he thinks his, his love of his life is, like, somewhere far away, like in uh, the Bahamas or some shit, because his mom told him that. And then he talks about finding her, and then he says, and then maybe in a year or less, we'll be sharing the same next of kin.
2: That's such a weird way of saying, let's have kids.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
2: Huh? Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, just in terms of weird, like, it's like awkward like,
2: way of saying something,
0: <laughs> like he- heavy relationship overtones or undertones in a song. That's what the wedding sheets line reminds me of. Also, what are wedding sheets? Um.
2: Now there's a question. They're probably white because <laughs> they- it's wedding related, but like.
0: Why I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the Google on this one real quick.
2: <laughs> Alright, l- let me let me take a quick guess. Let me take a quick guess because it's probably some, you know, old fucked up wedding tradition. Which means they're probably white sheets and it probably mm-hmm. means that people are gonna be like, Oh look, there's blood on the sheets, so we know they fucked.
0: Yo, you are fucking like on the money, dude. <laughs> Cause
2: I mean what else would it be? It's some bullshit like that. <laughs> Like in Game of Thrones, to bring up Game of Thrones again, where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch y'all fuck on your wedding night, so we know you did."
0: Like, yeah, guys, so there's chill. A, there's a there's a person. Uh, this is apparently an <laughs> Azerbaijani tradition. Um, it's apparently still done in regions of Georgia, according to an article in Georgia Today. Okay. Uh, this is the date on this article is February fourth, twenty sixteen. Just to, so they apparently it's somebody's role it is a a yenge who, uh, supports a new married girl to overcome nervenous- nervousness of the first night after marriage, uh, who accompanies a bride to the groom's home on the wedding day, and, uh, uh, so the Yenge waits at the bedroom door of the newlyweds, and as soon as the couple finish their first sexual intercourse, she takes the bloodstained bed sheet in order to prove the virginity of the bride.
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I expected. You fucking
0: hit the- <laughs> you nailed it,
2: dude. <laughs> So I don't know what Terence Trent Darby why he's talking about wedding sheets, but maybe it's also like, I don't know, just like a thing you talk about sometimes. I mean, it's kind of weird that wedding dresses are white anyway, right? Like that kind of tradition. Right. So it, it just comes from the same.
0: Same. Yeah, from you know, that same weird shit. history. So So Terence or uh, <laughs> Sananda, as, as you now know? weird choice but i, I like the overall yeah. piece i think it was good, a great good simple rendition with yeah with strong performance that's i think that's what really sells this mm-hmm. um speaking of performers in uh, <laughs> 1994 we have the flying pickets don't
1: know much about history oh. don't know much biology oh.
2: The Flying Pickets, which is an acapella group, a British acapella a British group. British acapella group. Supposedly they started as like a musical theater group, and then they were mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't even really like this theater thing that much. Let's just do singing.
0: Yeah, they like throw it out. Let's just fucking sing. <laughs> um,
2: which yeah, all right, do what you love. Um, And so
0: apparently some of them were part of the UK miners' strikes in 1972 and 1974. And I guess flying pickets is what UK people call picketing. So they decided to call themselves the flying pickets. There you go. Cool. There you go. So this version is a a rare example of completely acceptable acapella.
2: (laughs) I actually have to agree with you. Um, The original version is so vocal-focused that taking the instruments out didn't change it that much yeah um and like even the bass line like just like bum 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 like it's there it's fine
0: yeah and it's like it's so similar to what the backup vocals are in the original like the tone of that bass is similar to the low backup vocals that it's like it's barely different
2: yeah um and they're like i mean they have that like acapella tone where they're like probably more on the musical theater side of singing. Yeah. I think where, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. The sound of acapella singers singing. Well, I guess it, yeah. maybe it's just the harmonies.
0: I don't know. I but think they they might be at this key point where they're not quite as produced as a lot of modern acapella. Right. Cause they, it's, like, it was I, the mid
2: nineties. So the technology th- like the was the kind was of guys, there, but
0: yeah, these are the kind of guys you would encounter on the street, like an actual barbershop quartet kind right. of vibe.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they dress like that. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, really, like, it's the same kind of uh, structure. And oh, no, they extend it a bit. Uh, I feel like that's probably the biggest problem with this one is they add, like, about 40 some odd seconds to it. That's right. probably unnecessary. And really, all it is is more like ad-libbing.
0: Yeah, and you don't need that. Yeah,
2: which I guess they're showing off, you know, their vocal prowess or whatever. But right. I feel like in terms of the song, it probably they didn't need to just throw that in. But it no. was not like objectionable. It's just probably the one part of the song that I would point out as unnecessary.
0: Yeah, it's a bit much. And like they do, <laughs> so the the they got the one guy singing, one guy doing the low parts, everybody's snapping for percussion. And then in the verses you have the backup guys going, ooh and then in the chorus they go do, 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 do and that's it. That's the song.
2: hmm Yeah.
0: So it's
2: fine, but um it, it's it's like a decent version, but um if you don't like it's not gonna I say this sometimes. It's not gonna change anyone's mind about it. But it's it's pretty um or about when I say it I mean uh a cappella. But it's yeah. it's like a Perfectly palatable. Um, perfectly palatable. Inoffensive uh, version. And they uh, sing pretty well. Because usually acapella singers do. Because that's, you know, they're singers. like Yeah. So way to so go, the Flying Pickets. They're technically fine.
0: Yeah, and they way do some go. hand claps at uh, 223 <laughs> when they go into the, like, A student section or whatever. Yeah, congratulations, the Flying Pickets. We didn't hate you. Speaking of people we don't necessarily hate, Rod Stewart in 2009.
1: I don't know much about history. Don't know much about biology. Don't know much about science books.
2: Yeah, I don't think I like modern Rod Stewart very much. I don't think I do either. Because, like, I like some, some of his stuff with the faces and even some of his older stuff, but. There's something weird about this version that I noticed. And that is that his voice is it's Rod Stewart's voice, so it's very like rough. Mhm. But at the same time they've somehow smoothed it out, I believe with oh, like po- okay. processing. So it's like I, I don't know how his voice can sound that gruff but also that free of grit. Like
0: right. It's very
2: strange. Like if you really it's, listen to it, like they just, yeah they maybe that's what the f- yeah I don't know it's it's odd
0: that's what the single moms love though dude that's why they flock to Rod Stewart because he's like gruff without being dangerous you know yeah like
2: he's got <laughs> he's got some history but he he's not threatening looking anymore
0: exactly and he's yeah. got this this post processing on his gruffness where it sounds smooth but you can still pretend he's like rough and tumble
2: yeah but he wears a suit without single button undone on the shirt
0: ah, this yeah see exactly that's like mm, i'm <laughs> ready to party but that not is, like
2: that is he's right he's right in this spot he needs to be in
0: yeah he's rod stewart's found his spot and this is it
2: <laughs> um so this is off an album called soul book which i assume mm-hmm. is just a bunch of covers of stuff. well
0: yeah we've t- done this previously we've done his version you've really this? got a hold on me oh
2: shit we totally did that's the same album i forgot about that
0: at least I think we did. Did we talk about I'm him? playing it now? I'm not sure we did talk about. his now that I'm looking at it?
2: Uh, you've really got a hold on me. Um, I don't see him on this playlist. We didn't talk
0: about him. You know what? I probably found it and decided against. Yeah, him you probably I took feel like it he off. Always fucking phones in his covers.
2: So yeah, there's a the little. That's. I mean. That's kind of this version. I didn't. I don't know. I was. I wasn't able to get into this.
0: Well, yeah, it's a horn intro right off the bat. I feel like he likes the Otis Redding version. I feel like this is what he's covering.
2: Right. He's definitely got a lot of horns, but there's guitar and there's horns and there's organ and I think another. But the way guitar?
0: that guitar stings is exactly the same way it goes in the the Otis Redding version, where it's like this boom, whip, beep, beep, beep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of a tuna like tuna. And then so I think in the I think in the Otis Redding way he does some muted like tick ticks afterwards, but this one doesn't have that.
2: Yeah, and I I don't know. This one's just like much much busier than anything else, without mm-hmm. any of the individual parts. I think either creating a good texture or without creating a good texture or without any of the individual parts really being a good hook. Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't
0: they know. don't support his vocals because his vocals don't do anything in this song no like if he's covering the otis redding version <laughs> otis sets up like a pretty like a, a, a good simple groove on the instruments and then he just punches fucking lyrics for you yeah. know two and a half minutes like
2: <laughs> and this one i mean like i said he's got that grit but like with the otis redding version or he doesn't have that grit that the otis redding mm-hmm. version has uh mm-hmm. this one's so smoothed out it it doesn't it doesn't uh feel as good
0: yeah and like uh. Like you said, like, some of Rod Stewart's earlier stuff has a little bit of, like, grit to it. It's got some texture. Like, if you could let him cut loose on this and actually fucking do something. But maybe that's not who he is. Maybe he always wanted to be, like, a easy-listening fucking guy. I don't know. Yeah,
2: maybe. But, um... Yeah, I just thought it was like kind of lame overall. Oh, there's backup singers. Yeah. There's there's like female backup singers. So we didn't talk about those. Yeah, that's right. on this um, track. That's what I mean, it's the backup vocal, same setup as the other ones, end of lines.
0: Yeah. And uh he he really uh he really whites up. I've written here he whites up the lines by <laughs> making full sentences. He says, "I don't know much about this." Oh, he, <laughs> instead of just saying "don't know much,"
2: fills out the sentence. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: It's some fucking Rod Stewart shit. And now here's the weirdest thing he does lyrically is near the end. Um, he just says, it's a wonderful world.
2: How about that? Not what a wonderful world?
0: No. So if you go to like 303.
2: Yeah, I literally, you said that and it played in my ears.
0: It's a wonderful world. And there's no like, are we supposed to interpret that he has thus received the other person's love? But then later he says, what a wonderful world around 320. So it's just like, what is it, Rod? World song he was singing.
2: Make up your mind, Rod.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's kind of boring and just not, not that great. Which I always find with Rod Stewart covers. So I don't know why I keep throwing them on.
2: So there you go, Having said, I
0: don't know if we've ever actually talked about him in an episode that's gone to air. Because I think he did loves, Love Hurts and we didn't care for it. And yeah,
2: then... I'm trying to remember if we have talked about it. Maybe once. Maybe. I feel like we have, because I feel like I must have talked about the faces and the small faces. And...
0: did, 'cause did, because it came up, I think, in a, <laughs> one of the Them episodes. So either Gloria or uh, the other fucking one. No, it had to be Gloria if it was a Them one, because we didn't talk about it. in there she goes.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well. Let's talk about Patti LaMusico featuring Luca Renzi in 2016.
1: I don't know much about history. I don't know much about holiday. I don't know much about science. Field.
2: Yeah, I didn't look up the other names. Because um, I believe there's oh, also there more than just John, that name? John Davis and Vince Ector. I forgot to look them all up. Like if you I d-
0: forgot to look up the last two because I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> if you drag <laughs> and drop, scroll.
2: If you drag and drop the track, you can see all of the featuring artists. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to write her name out, so I drag and drop the track, and there were like four names. <laughs> I That's was like, funny. fuck. But I only looked up one. Uh, so this is Patty La Le- Musico. Uh, she is an Italian jazz singer, and her website auto plays music. So fuck that. Um, Come on Patty,
0: what fucking year is it?
2: Uh, and yeah, I like started listening to her song and it was playing another one of her songs in the background. I was like, she's doing some really wild stuff with counterpoint in this song, but it was two songs. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
0: So that said, this version is not very wild in terms of any technical skills. It's
2: really a jazzish version. And yeah, it's it, a the jazz whole version the whole album is oh, Simon and Garfunkel songs, and this is basically a Simon and Garfunkel song, so.
0: Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Because um, it's Simon,
2: Art Garfunkel featuring Paul Simon, like. Okay. But yeah.
0: No way. Okay. So I'm looking up John Davis. I think I've spelled it right. J-O-N. J-O-N Davis. Yeah, it's coming up with the the, <laughs>
2: the lead singer of Corn. That can't be it.
0: The, like the game, I you know, I right? think
2: all the names it must be like her group like it must be the the because she's the only one singing here.
0: Okay, so the the John Davises that Wikipedia acknowledges are Jonathan Davis, lead vocalist and frontman for the new metal band Korn, John Davis, born in 1950, who's an American poet, John Davis, the American professional wrestler, John Christopher Davis, born in 1968, the American musician and singer-songwriter, John M. Davis, United States Marine Corps General, and John Davis, born 1996, American basketball player.
2: I mean, it's a common name, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I, as far as i can tell it's just her like jazz trio probably like well because John they're, luca they're listed is, on all uh, the songs
0: maybe he's uh he does a lot of work he's uh i guess internationally recognized he lives in new york he does stuff with, like he didn't even list working with patty Lemusico on his website Yeah, because so. she's
2: not like a big i don't think she's a big deal that's fair. Um. So, but they're all listed on here. Um. And yeah, it's like it's a jazz jazz version, but not like a like super modern like jazz fusion version or anything. It's like pretty classical, like s- like lounge room jazz. Yeah. Of like and there's an upright really... bass, and it's just boom, there's boom, 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 and she's doing doing like piano, like chords, big chords, lots of sounds, yeah. you know.
0: Not a lot of improvisational stuff going on. It's very much like similar to the original. It sets up a rhythm track, but then for some reason it decides to go on for five minutes instead of a tight two.
2: Yeah, it's five minutes long. It's uh, a little long. She also has a version of The Boy in the Bubble on that album. It's seven Jeez. minutes long.
0: Jesus Christ, Patti LaMusico.
2: Scarborough Fair, seven and a half minutes long.
0: That doesn't need to be that long. No. No, it doesn't. That song's about a grocery list.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but it's definitely a cover of the Art Garfunkel version. She does the "What a wonderful, 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 wonderful," etc.
0: Right. Oh, does she do uh, the the and she does ages. the Middle Ages verse? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That explains why I didn't register this one because I think I fell asleep during this. <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty slow. Um, but really like. It's like maximum, but also uninteresting jazz.
0: Yeah, um, it's like when people talk about like hating jazz. This is why.
2: Yeah, this is why because like there's better jazz. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. Um, Man, this is, yeah.
0: Our cover list takes a sharp turn after uh, like maybe Terrence. Yeah. Flying pickets are going flying. downhill. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, we're about to hit the bottom uh this one what's hit, rock bottom, to hit yeah. rock bottom this one fades out on just like piano it's doing doing its thing
0: the oh, drum yeah, the piano actually s- gets to cut loose a little around 4:15 yeah
2: it's a little piano solo and then the song kind of fades out on that yeah but yeah you know, there's not much there yeah that me. brings us
0: to our final track our final cover for the day. imaginary by Imaginary
2: future. future Don't know much
1: about Don't know much, Don't know much about a
2: Who has come 20, up before 17. we've talked about Imaginary Future before in the All the Small Things episode. Um uh. So, yeah, same thing.
0: Uh, D- yeah, this version suck hard, <laughs> sucks hard, too.
2: Sucks hard. This is acoustic folk pop, according to the yeah. Facebook page. And I don't like it.
0: Yeah, so it says it's an LA indie folk project by singer songwriter Jesse Epstein, who I, I don't know if he's related to Jeffrey.
2: But, but mm, think about mm-hmm. it. Think about it. <laughs>
0: He's married to Keena Grannis, who we've talked about on the show at least once before, what who did, did the do? Boyce Avenue cover of Fast Car.
2: Oh, she was... Re- oh, Boyce Avenue. That's
0: right. Yeah.
2: Boyce Avenue. That was a long time ago. It was uh, a long time ago.
0: But I recognize the name because she sometimes comes <laughs> up for lists of covers.
2: Yeah, when I searched him, her name was like first. Because mm-hmm, they're yeah.
0: married. Um. That's right.
2: And yeah, so this... Is what is there to say about this version? He does like guitar arpeggios and sings the song slowly and it's like slow soft guitar acoustic guitar version and I don't like it. Like it this is exactly like this is I'm not gonna this is on my list of the worst kinds of covers because it's like so generic and so uninteresting. It's just Mm -hmm. like the only one the only type of cover I dislike more is whatever the hell Aqualung did. Yeah. That one this time. One, what like, song was that even? Was that, that Take was, On Me? was uh, Take On Me. It yeah. was. It was I a sad version like, of Take On Me for Anatomy. Which is basically slow, sad acoustic version, but somehow worse. So, yeah, like, this like, is with, my lowest tier of covers.
0: This is... It's so bad. It's like, imagine the Terrence version, <laughs> but take out the, like, the, the interesting guitar and take out the good vocal performance and put in nothing and yeah. <laughs> have this.
2: So, yeah, this is this is... Not good.
0: It sucks shit. All right. With that, we're going to go into the final verdict, where uh, we'll be uh, breaking these down into three categories. The worst version, the best version, and the version sung by the biggest dumbass. <laughs> Who's the stupidest? Who's <laughs> the, the dumbest? So
2: the, so the one that fits the song the most. Yes. Um, all right. What's the worst version? There were really some stinkers on this list.
0: They really were. Uh, there were
2: some good ones. I uh, I don't hold the song in like that high regard because I have only known it for a week. Yeah, um, we kind
0: of fucking tore this song down. Yeah, the, like right You know how opening. this song
2: is like this? It's kind of dumb, right?
0: It's kind of dumb.
2: Uh, but that's the point of the song.
0: Mhm. But it's it's catchy and fun. Like I <laughs> yeah. like the original song. Yeah. I obviously, like it song.
2: has like a, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When words are hard. Um. Legacy. I mean, um, yeah, it's the you know.
0: 373rd greatest uh, song of all time, according yeah. to Rolling Stone. I but think that's higher than Boys of Summer scored. Damn. But I just don't I know love if it... Boys of Summer more than this
2: song. <laughs> I, I also like Boys of Summer more than this song. Um, or at least for now, who knows? Maybe it'll grow on yeah. me. But I don't hold it in that high regard. Um, but what's the worst version? Because there were some not great ones. Honestly, I mean. I think we really saved the worst for last. Uh, imaginary Future.
0: Yeah, truly. I uh, was like, I had barely <coughs> listened to it, and I came to it for my notes, and I was just like, ah, fuck this. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> like if Imaginary Future wasn't on this list, it would be tougher. Mm-hmm. But because Imaginary Future is on this list, it's Imaginary Future.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. It's unanimous. Absolute garbage. Imaginary Future, stop. Take a look at yourself. Look at what you're doing. And Please change, <laughs> please. Just I I saw on else. his page he he has done a cover of Landslide and oh yeah. As soon as I
2: I, I checked Landslide to see if we because I knew we talked about him before and I was like was it that was the first one I looked at but it was all the small things right. Sorry, what genuinely
0: were you like the, it's the same guitar yeah. progression he does in this one. All it's these just covers, Landslide.
2: What's wild If you go over if you go to his page on mm-hmm. Spotify he's got um lots and lots. He's got some albums. I didn't look at the albums. Uh, all of his singles and EPs, they are, like, wh- photography with mm-hmm. a very similar look, kind of washed out, of right. just, like, mostly landscapes. Yeah. um, They look foggy a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, heavy emphasis on, like, horizons uh, and stuff.
2: One's underwater. It's kind of neat. Um, and, all, like, all the covers are the same. All the music is the same. And I don't know, man. Like, how do you make a career out of this?
0: I just, like... Yeah, I don't know how you... And we're allowed to rip on this dude, because he's a grown man. He's married. (laughs) How do you listen to the vast... Like, he's listened to a variety of music here. He's got I'm I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. His latest one is Float On by Modest Mouse. He's got God Only Knows by The Beach Boys. He's like a broad range of pop music. There's lots of stuff here. How do you listen to all of that, enjoy it, and be like, well, how do I make Across this my universe? own? What if I just do a guitar arpeggio and softly sing it, every song? What if every song was just the same song? Why is that your method?
2: We can only shout into the void.
0: That's And that is what we're doing. <laughs> but, yeah, imaginary future... I, I mean, usually when we hear a bad version by an artist, we're like, well, you know what? Keep trying, <laughs> though. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you did some dumb shit. Uh, like, but- dude, you've been
2: at this for a couple of years. Don't stop. I'm not telling you to stop, but like switch it up a bit.
0: Like, yeah, really take a look at what you're doing.
2: And like, I don't know, like just try something a little bit different. A
0: yeah, little bit. That said, he's probably going to now review our podcast. I'm like, these idiots do the same thing every episode. <laughs> every episode. <laughs>
2: okay listen here buddy we got a format okay
0: it's called a fucking format we, it's a
2: show okay anyway uh yeah that's the we worst we did a movie review that's right we did switch it up we also didn't listen to all his covers so maybe he did switch it up for one but
0: yeah there's probably one banger in there
2: i don't want to dig for it um yeah, not all worth right worth it okay best, best version. version alex what is the best version um what is the best version I think I can jump in if you're not ready. I actually, no, I think I know what my best version is. My best okay. version is Otis Redding. He did a real good job of it. Yeah. And it, it just punched it up. His horns, good, good shit, man.
0: Yeah, that one moved me, like physically moved me while I was listening to it. Yeah. And that's that's something you can't fight. Like, yeah. He made the end line the endings version.
2: a bit more staccato, which kind of reminds me of like, like a James Brown kind of situation, you know? Mm -hmm. I I don't know it's it's lots of good stuff there's lots of good stuff in that version
0: yeah just a dynamic (laughs) performance and I will give a shout out to Terrence Trent Darby or Sananda Francesco Maitreya who I think also did a fantastic job but I think Otis Redding hits the spirit of the song better
2: yeah absolutely um the other one was a very good vocal performance but uh very different um mood (laughs)
0: But And also, you lose points for referencing wedding sheets for strange reasons. <laughs> yeah,
2: for <laughs> inexplicable reasons.
0: Yeah, that's the best version. Alex, who is the <laughs> biggest dumbass? Who's the stupidest?
2: Uh, hmm. Which one of these is the most believable? Has to be like, you know, <laughs> I'm just kind of dumb. <laughs> uh, like, this guy doesn't know shit. Doesn't know shit. Uh... I don't want to rag on imaginary future anymore. So I feel like I'm going to not say that. I'm going to not say that (laughs) hard on him. Um, so, cause I I don't know, maybe he's not dumb, but, uh, I feel like Rod Stewart is maybe not. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Rod Stewart. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I I hate to agree with you three (laughs) times in a row, but Uh, like, I feel like maybe he has lost sight of what he was or like, or something. I don't know. I, I genuinely believe he doesn't know something. I mean, yeah he, he seems to be missing He seems to be like, missing
2: some key piece of information that has led yeah. him to where he is, and I'm sure he's very successful for whatever he's doing, but I feel like he's uh missed out on something.
0: yeah, I don't know I think I feel like maybe he could have been greater. Maybe he had you know s- some greater purpose to fulfill, but he's lost the way.
2: yeah Sorry, Rod.
0: Sorry, Rod. It's, you just how it goes. He's got
2: to learn trigonometry. Yeah, it's to mostly triangles. Your
0: algebra. <laughs> Let me tell you, you figure out what a slide rule is for, you come back here and we'll talk honestly, music.
2: Honestly, just buy a calculator. Don't worry about slide <laughs> rules. I don't know how to use a slide rule. Don't waste and your I, fucking time. And I'm a fucking idiot, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's been our final verdicts. If you agree with us, disagree with us, uh, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, be sure to hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod um you can also send us uh, an email with your questions comments or concerns at covermepod at gmail.com um also if you want to talk to us on twitter it's at jake the cressy or at some alex wise guy be sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts or itunes uh, anywhere you can rate and review us tell your friends about us we're on spotify stitcher google play all of the things um if you're you're a person who's listened past the first minute tell us how <laughs> we can improve the first minute of the show
2: yeah please do, because uh, apparently that's where the, our sticking point is, but we that's in our our year wrap up and if you're a fan, you listen to that right
0: you'd listen to that listen to us, we furiously
2: of our... jerk each other off for an hour and a half <laughs>
0: yeah, think uh, i think, we'd that we sh- I think that's sh- I
2: think that's a shorter episode yeah la- yeah our our end of the year ones were shorter, i
0: think yeah we kind of we kind of kept it tight towards the end of the year. Um, Alex, I'm going to be dead honest <laughs> with you. I don't have a bonus segment for today.
2: Um, uh, hey, remember the last time we tried to come up with a bonus segment? Uh,
0: yeah, me 2019 is 75 poorly.
2: minutes long. Okay, it's not even an hour bad. and a half. Check it out. It's an hour and a Alex, quarter.
0: We're going to do a bonus segment here live. Just give me a second. I got to get the materials for it. All right. Okay. Here we go. Alex, I'm going to flip a coin and you have to call whether it's heads. Or tails. Oh,
2: shit. All right. Um, okay, get ready.
0: The coin ready. flip is now. The uh, Tails. Alex, I am looking at a head. I ah! You know well, that's the way it goes <laughs> on heads or tails.
2: <laughs> heads <laughs> or tails!
0: <laughs> that's been the program this week, and as we <laughs> always say on Cover Me, um, we know that one and one is two. And if this one could follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app, what a wonderful cover me this would be.